This was posted by Run Flat from F3 Macon in the F3 Nation Slack first F channel. We have a true hymn among us. F3 Macon's very own one hit just hit his 400th post for 2023 this morning. This dude truly is a motivator. He lights fires within men and brings out their true potential. He lifts spirits, fosters hope, and inspires action. He's not only a brother in the gloom, but a brother in Christ. He and his wife started a men's ministry here in Macon, Georgia in 2015 called Crossroads Recovery Ministries. And he has one heck of a story behind that I would encourage anyone to hear. I don't know what it would take to get him on an F3 podcast in the future, but I know there are men that need to hear what he has to share. Well, we here at the High Impact Man podcast were contacted by Rep Sleepy. Once again, Rep Sleepy recommended a High Impact Man to us, referring me to this post. And guess what? Yeah, we'll have you on the podcast. And this is his story. He's going to tell you his story where he had to overcome his own addiction issues, start this ministry, start F3, and yeah, 400 posts later, we bring you one hit from F3 Macon. Welcome to the High Impact Man podcast. High impact men from across the nation sharing their stories of inspiration, encouragement, and hope. Gosh, seek transformational relationships. Now, what you're hearing from the culture is not right. Pick up the six, you know what I mean? But you never know who your six sometimes is. Stop being less help others become the virtuous leaders they are called to be and that our nation desperately needs. All right. Hoorah. Here we go. Another episode of the High Impact Man podcast. This should be episode number three of 2024. You got it. Uh, we're recording it on uh, January the something, one, two, three, the third. Third. And so this should air uh, the third Monday of January, which should be the 15th, which is my first. 30th anniversary. So anyway, my name is Nevin Gorky. I'm known as DFib to the people that uh, are involved with F3. And I'm joined, uh, as always, by Troy Klinger. He's known as Dial-Up to the men in F3 world. And if you're involved with F3, which I'll briefly explain, F3 stands for uh, Fitness, Fellowship, and Faith. The mission is plant, grow, and serve small workout groups for men for the invigoration of male community leadership. And uh, we are free of charge, and it's open to all men. It's, the uh, workouts are, always have to be outside, no matter what the weather. It's pure lead on a rotational basis, so every guy's got to take his turn leading, what we call queuing, the big letter Q, and it always ends in a circle of trust. And one of the things that's going on in the F3 world right now is something called MABA, Make America Burpee Again. And Dial-Up has signed up for the MABA Challenge, along with a few other members from our packs here at the F3 Susquehanna Valley region. And um, I personally can't do burpees anymore since my lower back is one big rod, but... These men could do it, so dial up. How are you doing so far? It's only day three, but how are you doing? It's not really that you can't do them, it's you shouldn't do them, right? <laughs> well, I can't <laughs> swing my legs up anymore. I know, they don't, I'm just they don't, that, those don't work. So far, yeah. So day three, I got, uh, I'm averaging 150 a day. I did like 145, 155, and then 150 today. So yeah. staying ahead of pace just in case I need to have some in the bank and take take a day off along the way for some un, unplanned reason. Right. But, uh, man, like, uh, well, first, our, you know, our, our group's doing good. You know, we're smaller region, but we got, I think, five guys now that are doing it. So we got myself, Beach Ball, Gigawatt, uh, Aquaman, and Pong signed up. Uh, mm-hmm. He signed up a day late, so he's playing catch up a little bit. All right. But he's young. He's 20 yeah. years old, so he'll, yeah, he'll, he he'll catch up in no time. He was whining today about his back hurting already. <laughs> Come on, man. You're young. Like, uh, you should tolerate this better. But, man, the guys across the nation, the numbers that they're putting up for burpees is absolutely insane i don't know whether they don't have jobs uh or whether they just sit around doing burpees all day but like the first day was like over 1100 burpees 
yeah. someone put up. And I, I I think there's a couple guys that are averaging over a thousand a day so far. So That's crazy. Abs- absolutely insane. Kudos to those guys. Um, I, I, I'd be injured if I did that many yeah. burpees yeah. Uh, consecutively. So I, I'll just kind of stick with trying to average right around 150 a, a yeah. day. I hope they have good back doctors. I hope so too. Chiropractors or something. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, um, our guest today is uh, Brad. Say your last name again, brother. Sap, right? Sap. Yeah. S-A-P-P-E, Brad Sap. But he's known as One Hit down in F3 Macon. And he came to our attention when, um, oh, my goodness, I said I wasn't going to forget his name. But uh, who's the the guy, your PAX guy? Let's see, Run Flat. Run Flat posted something on the First F channel and, and the F3 Nation Slack. And he just just basically gave a big shout out to one hit because he had 400 posts this past year in 2023, 400. That's more than days in the year that he showed up for an F3 workout, but he also runs uh, a men's ministry here that helps uh, people who are addicted and uh, to overcome addictions. It's called Crossroads Recovery Ministry. So we're going to talk about both of those things. And so, uh, and oh, but by the by the way, we have to give a shout out to Rep Sleepy because Run Flat posted this, but Rep Sleepy is the one that tagged me and said, hey, you know, at DFib, you should probably yeah. have one hit on your podcast. And yeah, Rep keep, Sleepy sent multiple people to us. And yeah, so, keep those coming, man. Sleepy and others out there, if you if you listen to our podcast and you know high impact men in your region, get get them to us. We want to get their stories out there yeah. to inspire and encourage and motivate other other uh, F3 guys across the nation, across the world. Hoorah. Absolutely. Ooh. And uh, and it does not have to be an F3 guy. If you know somebody who's not involved with F3, but they're a high impact man, then send them to us because, uh, you know, this is, this is for... All the high impact men out there, we could always learn from uh, other guys, even if they're not involved with this thing called F3. And as our guest two weeks ago, um, JB Spizo uh, was on. He was our first guest of the new year, an ex uh, 75th Regiment Ranger uh, Army veteran and uh, author of the book Warrior Leadership. If you haven't listened to that podcast, you should go back to uh, two episodes ago and listen to that because uh, it was it was a great podcast. He talked obviously about leadership and stuff. And then I just today. Flipping through Prime because I work night shift and I don't sleep well and uh, found a thing called the Ultimate Soldier Competition. And there's JB out there competing for the Rangers on this uh, com- competition show on Prime. But anyway, uh, we're glad to have One Hit here. One Hit, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, man. Thank you all for having me. Glad to be here. Yeah. And you're coming to us from Georgia, eh? Yep. Making Georgia. So Middle now, Georgia. Now, now, are the Bulldog fans, are they, <laughs> are they happy that yeah. Michigan beat Alabama? Uh, yes. I, I would say yes. From the first time, you know, I, I, my wife loves football just as much or more than I do. So she's yelling at the screen and everything, mm-hmm. TV. And, and I was like, well, I kind of want the SEC to win, you know. But then I thought about all the crap that Alabama talked uh, when Georgia lost. So right. I was like, well, never. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a, it's a tough year, man. Georgia, Georgia certainly should be in there. I I, I think yeah. they're a top four team in the country. I could be wrong, but uh, yeah, it's uh, kind of crappy the way the setup is. But next year, it'll be a little better. Yeah, hopefully right. they'll run into other problems. There's always some kind of problems, but uh, yeah. yeah, and it, it's painful up here because you know we're most folks in this area, Central PA, we're Penn State fans, and uh, yeah. generally have a pretty uh, big 
disgust of or a distaste for cheering for Michigan, right? Right. We don't. But, well, I don't hate them anywhere near as much you, as Ohio State. But, but yeah, but you yeah. kind of wanted to cheer for them, right? Because you want Big Ten to be represented. I was, well, I was, it was rooting it was for Michigan. Tough. It yeah. was tough. Yeah. I, it turns out I don't like Alabama more than I don't like Michigan. That's that's so. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But 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 our man Rat uh, from out there in the Northwest. He, we had yeah. him on the podcast uh, about a month or so ago. Um, He's an assistant he, AD at Washington. Yes, University of Washington, and they won their game. So you guys know this. We're, we're recording this on the third. So the the Monday, you know, two nights ago were the semifinals. So we don't know who's winning, who won the national championship yet. Although this will air after that. Yeah, and if you're listening to this rat, um, I guess it'll be too late. Yeah, I guess I'll just have to send him a message. Uh, we're expecting. We're, aren't we supposed to get national championship game tickets? We from? were. I don't. Well, yeah. I, we were going to get. Yes. Yeah. I. <laughs> you know that. I, yes, I'm going to say yes to that. But we still haven't received them. No. So we're waiting. Yeah, I'd have to get out of work Monday. I'm working night shift. I got to get out of work Monday morning and hit the airport, but I'm willing to do it. Yeah, let's do it. Free tickets will go. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) All right, one hit. So before we ask you how you got involved with F3 and how you got your name and everything, this is the part of the show where Dial-Up and I play Guess How the Guest Got His Name. Ah. So Dial-Up, what do you think? One hit. I usually have to go first, don't I? But that's, you want me to go first? No, that's, no I'm good because I got. I basically I got You're the two, one that gets them right. Yeah, I got two trains of thought here. So one hit. You know, my first thing I think you go to is one hit wonder, right? Yeah. So was he some type of musician, and he and he had some type of hit song out there that we don't know about? You know, like a Vanilla Ice kind of thing or something. But <laughs> I'm going to go down the route of baseball. Okay. And I'm going to say maybe he played baseball in college, and uh, as the packs were doing, you know, the whole naming thing. They said, uh, you know, where'd you play? What position did you play? How many hits did you have in your career? And he said, one. Yeah, that's, I think that's a good guess. They were the two two directions I was going. I'm, I'm going so far to say maybe he had a little taste in the pros, whether it's minor league or major league. And yeah, that, one, yeah, that was a good debate, too. Yeah, I wasn't sure what, one yeah, hit, what but, level to go to. Um, but I'm going to go the musical route. All right. I'm not sure exactly how, but somehow he's involved with as a one-hit wonder. That's what I'm going with. Okay. All right, one hit. Tell us the real deal. One hit is one hit wonder. Um, and Rhett Evans, Roll Tide, uh, from down this way, who was on your podcast yeah. previously, had, had invited me out to F3, and I went. And in a nutshell, it comes because I told them it was my first and last time oh. at an F3 workout, and they called me one hit wonder. Uh, well, I, I don't think either of us could take no, credit for yeah, that. Yeah. I was going the musical route, so I, I don't get credit. And, yeah. Oh and well. I, I played played baseball, um, you know, and and everything. Um, one hit is more than the hits that I had in college, but you know, so <laughs> <laughs> I, I did grow up playing ball, um, and mm. and went to college to play originally, but got sidetracked, and that's a big part of my story. Um, and I went from basically being a one hit wonder at F three, saying I'd never be back to. Uh, five years later, posting 400 times. Yeah, that's, that year. that's crazy. That's so fair. we're, we're going to ask you about that. But first of all, I'm assuming, was it Roll Tide that EH'd you? Is that what you said? Yes, that's right. All right, way, way to go, Roll Tide. Yeah. Shout out to Roll Tide. Roll Tide. Way to go, brother. So, oh, Roll Tide. Yeah, he got his name because he's not – he went to Auburn, right? right. That's yeah, how he – Okay, I think that's so he's, ha- he's probably happy Alabama lost, too. <laughs> all right. Um, yeah. And uh, how long ago was that? When did you start F3? Uh, 2018. I, I didn't, that's when F3 making was established. I believe it was March of 2018. So I didn't go to the very first one, but I went to the second. Oh, so, so. you're one of the, almost a Redwood down, yes, down there in right. Macon. Yeah. Very cool. So that's, uh, you guys are on year five then, or you're, you're probably working on, uh, up to year Coming six. Coming up on six. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Mm-hmm. 
All right. So, so before we go, before we dive back into your, how you grew up and all that stuff, tell us how you got 400 posts in one year. Uh, man, just discipline. Um, you know, I didn't set out to do 400 posts. I just set out to go to a workout every time that I was home. Um, and I ended up doing multiple workouts in a week's time because we started offering, you know, Macon was, was steadily growing and we were offering more on Saturday and then two runs on Sunday. And I just kept going. Um, and I'm one of those guys where I don't really know how to take things slow. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I know how I put it in fifth year and let it ride, <laughs> so to speak. <laughs> and, um, and F3 just came along at the right time for me. And this year, um, about halfway through, I started realizing that, man, you know, 300 was possible and then maybe 400 and I just, just kept doing it. Um, and it just so happened that my last post was, was post 400 Dang. for the year. So how many, so right. how many days are you doing multiple posts then? Every day. I, well, multiple posts for two days. I work out every day of the week, three on, that was three on Saturday and two on Sunday. Three wow. on Saturday, two on Sunday. This Dang. man doesn't know what a rest day is. How about it? No, and you know, a rest day for me is the ruck days. Um, when you know, a, a few of those are are F three workouts where we're we're just rucking, um, and that's kind of like an active recovery for me. So I would say one or two days a week, usually two, or a active recovery rucking workout. Yeah. Where cool. I'm just cool. Yeah. Hey, j- just curious, do you guys do any like evening AOs down there? We don't. No. Nope. Everything. Uh, yeah, five or five fifteen. Um. In the morning, no uh, evening. Do you guys have like uh, like what we do here is we'll have a scheduled beatdown. Say Saturdays, we have a scheduled beatdown at oh six thirty, but we offer mm-hmm. a pre run at five forty five. So a number of guys show up for pre run, but we don't count that as posting. Um, okay, uh, I and guess we, we, all, all you gotta do is end in a circle trust, and it would count. Yeah, right, guys, yeah, but, that's yeah. A, yeah we've we have, we've been never sure like what like is there a standard out there yeah. like how to how to count post or not, but uh, yeah. That, that, that's exactly right. And, and it got to the end where, you know, some guys were adding posts and adding pop-ups. And I just always said, like, look, man, if, if you're doing it just to hit a number, you're doing it for the wrong reason. Right. Um, don't throw a flag up and call it an F3 just so somebody can get to a number. Um, mm-hmm. We offer different workouts for different, you know, men or levels of fitness. Like we on Saturdays, we added one at, at 0500, which we call the hammer. And that's a, you know, ruck rucksack heavy sandbags you know get after it from 5 to 545 then we ruck from uh 6 to 645 and then we have a regular hour-long beatdown after that Ooh. so to offer for everyone and i'm just one of the guys where i, I went to all three right. um you know not not to hit a number or anything just because i love it yeah. and i love staying busy yeah so, have you done a grow but, ruck yet brother yeah, man, I've done five. Awesome. Five, whoa. Yeah, and that, the, the 400 number that I hit, that was with that was with two grow rucks this year. Um, and, you know, things like the Murph and 1776 games and, yeah. and all of that stuff. Um, yeah, so I, I love them, man. I, when I started doing it five years ago, it came along at the right time for me, and, and mm-hmm. I just, just kept doing it. Kudos, brother. So, yeah. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. You know, I think honestly for us, I think um, not to get away from one hit story, but I think the Saturday morning pre run, I think you should just do a circle of trust at the end anymore because some guys leave. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You know, and, cool. yeah. 
that, and that's that's why we do it. We plant the flag. We we give a disclaimer, mission statement, everything before every workout, every beat down, every run, and then mm-hmm. circle of trust at the end. And some guys show up for just that. Right. Um, that's what they do. And and if we do that, then we do a back blast, and it's counted um, on Slack, and Slack kind of kept up with you know how many times my name was entered and everything. Yeah. And, Sweet. And, well, that's that's a lot, man. Some would say you're a glutton for punishment, but anyway. Yeah, that's, that was, uh, <laughs> Let's, maybe we could dive back into your past and figure out what <clears throat> what trauma yeah. has led you to yeah. beat yourself up so much. So, tell what are us, you running uh, from? <laughs> yeah, tell us what you uh, how, tell us where you grew up. What that was like. What was family life like for you? Where you grew up? How, what was that like? Yeah, man. I, I, so I grew up in in rural middle Georgia uh, in Wilkinson County. Um, we've got a lot of chalk mines and kaolins and stuff there, kaolin mines. Uh, my dad owned a heating and air company growing up. Um, I grew up, you know, one of those kids that grew up going to church and all that good stuff. Um, never really struggled with a whole lot when I was younger. I loved playing sports. I was fairly good at football, basketball, baseball, those things. Um and life was fairly normal um, growing up and stuff until uh, I went to college in Milledgeville at Georgia College of State University initially. And when I was 21, um, my dad uh, was putting in an air conditioning system, the company was, and, and some glue caught on fire, and he died as a result of that. Oh. Um, and my life, my world was turned upside down at the age of 21. Um, and that's... You know, just to kind of jump right into it, I, I was a partying college kid that thought he had the rest of his life to figure out what he wanted to do and got a phone call where there was an accident. Uh, my dad died six days later in the Augusta Burn Center as a result from some from the burns that he uh, sustained during that fire. And I was a hard-hearted, angry kid for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I turned to drugs and alcohol to numb that pain. Oh, boy. Yeah, I, I didn't know that. I was so I'm sorry yep. I, I made light of being having that trauma, but um. no, man, I, I get it. it. It's 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 true, you know. And that's the thing, like the the, the pain, you know, when you've dealt with not not just that, but the when you're in in recovery, which a lot of guys in F three are, and what we do. Um, and I learned that F three doing starting my day that way every morning made me better at at crossroads and at the men that I serve and the things that I do. So it wasn't just to like get physically fit or look better or anything like that, which certainly um, has been a result of what I've done, but it just, it made me better at life, man. And when you've been through some of those struggles and you put up with them and stuff, you know, you can get up. If you, if you tell yourself, I'm going to get up at five and go work out at five fifteen. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. That's awesome. So um, we hear that a lot, don't we? Yeah, the guys that have uh, struggled with addiction and stuff. A lot of that story out there in F three world will really, really make an impact in that sort of area of our culture, among other areas. But that's that's really uh, quite a testimony. So, how old are you right now? I'm forty five. I just turned forty five in December. All right, forty five. So, and this happened when you were twenty one. So, how long were you involved with the well, all the addiction issues? What kind of drugs were you doing, and how long were you involved with that? When, when my dad died, I was drinking heavily um, and was kind of headed down that road. But then once he passed away, um, it got very much so out of control. I ended up getting state license in HVAC to run the company that he owned with my brother. Um, and I just, I numbed the pain that I was feeling inside, uh, continued to drink heavily and knew that pain pills 
did far more for me than just take away pain. Um, when I was prescribing younger sports athletes, uh, athletics and stuff, when I would get hurt, they always made me feel good and didn't just take away the pain. So initially it started with alcohol and pain pills. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my, my first trip to detox was in 2004, I believe. My dad died in 2001. and A few years later, I was in detox. And I'm one of those guys, man, for me, I was in and out of detox or a program of some sort every two years up until 2013. Wow. Did, you, um, did, did this lead to other drugs? Oh, yeah, it did. I, I've done pretty much every drug out there. Um, it, it led to led to other drugs, to you know, uh, meth, cocaine, um, everything yeah. else. And, and I would, you know, I, I'm also one of those guys where I was never the guy that, that denied having a problem or, or said there's nothing wrong with me because I knew that there was. Um, I just thought I could beat it on my own. Yeah. Um, I thought I could overcome it, even if that meant switching a drug um you know I'm, I'm not i'm not taking pain pills anymore but now i'm doing methamphetamine or i'm doing cocaine and and ended up getting hooked on pretty much everything that i tried and having to go to detox for each one yeah. at certain times um yeah so for the better part of 12 to close to 15 years probably uh uh alcohol and drugs um, were a major part of my life yeah. What kind of impact did that have on your life as far as your relationships, your work, all that stuff? Yeah, man, it, um, it ruined, you know, for a while, it, it took such a toll on my family. I've got a brother that's three and a half years older than me, and he and I took over the heating and air company together um, when I was 21 and he was 24. And me turning to the things that I turned to to numb that pain uh, really took a toll on our relationship because he just didn't understand it. Didn't understand, um, you know, the choices that I was making. Um, I had married my high school sweetheart. Um, she stayed with me through so much of it. Um, and the toll that it took on, on our life as well, up until 2013, um, after about four or five trips to detox and other places, she finally said, um, she was done. Uh, she was going to take the kids, um, but if I ever wanted to see him again, I would go through a program in North Georgia that a counselor had told us about called No Longer Bound. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a it was a ten month to one year program, um, and if I even wanted to have a relationship with my children who were four and seven at the time, uh, I had to agree to go to that program. So I went. Um, I went and I stayed and. Man, I, I can't describe what happened to me while I was there. Um, I found freedom, and God restored my life completely. Um, she did not leave. She ended up staying, and, and God restored it. Um, and I've been clean and sober since 2013. Awesome. That's Praise great. God. Yeah, man. great to hear that. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. And how did your faith play a role in that? I knew, grow, so growing up, you know, I would hear about God. I was raised in the church. My dad um, was a believer. Uh, my dad, I, I never saw him drink and, and, and do the things that a lot of other kids' dads were doing. My dad ran his heating and air company and provided for his family and was a, a simple man uh, by most standards and had us in church. So I, I had a relationship with the Lord, and, and I knew that that was important. But I blamed God when my dad passed away right. uh, because— you know, growing up, what I heard was a Southern Baptist hellfire brimstone, mm-hmm. what we yeah. call it, uh, yeah. nowhere. 
you sin, you burn in hell. And it's almost like God had become, in the Bible, this mythical character or comic book stories that you read. And um, so when my dad was physically burned um, and died and suffered the way that he did, I was pissed, man. Yeah. I, I was angry. I was angry at God. But I can say at the same time, um, something inside of me knew that the one I was mad at is the one that the only one that could save me. Right. And help me. Um, yeah. How did you come to that I realization? Think, because there's so many men that uh, have similar stories where they're just angry at God because of something in their childhood and, and they can't get past it. Like, how did you, how did you reconcile that? I, I had to turn and face it. You know, I had, I had to quit running from it. Um, when I got to No Longer Bound, the program that, that I landed at, um, a big part of that program was to, to look back and see like what's the underlying cause of why you're doing what you're doing. Not, not what are you doing, but why? Um, yeah. and I had, had looked at what I was doing for years and years. You know, I was a drug addict. I was an alcoholic. I couldn't stop once I started. Um, and I would stay clean for a little while, but I would always fall back off because I would go around the same people or try to do things on my own. And when I finally got somewhere where I surrendered and, and, my, now, my wife had to love me enough to tell me she was done Right at the same time, too. I think that's a very important thing and a huge part of my story is she had enabled me long enough to where I was never really going to change until I was forced to make a choice. Right. Um, for a long time, you know, I kind of had my cake and I ate it, too. I'd go to a program, but she would stay and then I would slip up again. And until she loved me enough to say she was done. And I was going to go to this program. And when I got there, it was zero contact. So no, no cell phone, no letter writing, no, no nothing. Like it's just you. Mm-hmm. And you look back at some of those childhood traumas or the things that have happened to you. And you have to process them and, and get them out um, and, and truly deal with them instead of letting them deal with you. Yeah, that's great stuff, man. Praise God for that. So. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I never thought I could be free from it, to be honest right. with you. You know, I thought that I thought the anger that I had inside of me was something that I would carry with me forever, that I could never get over what had happened to me. Um, some stuff growing up, some things that I dealt with and seen um, and was just a confused, angry young man. And I was self-medicating to deal with it. And when I finally got to a place to turn around and look at it um, and actually instead of being angry at God because of what I had been through, um, I actually realized that, that God was there loving me the whole time. Um, He he was not at at fault. Like I wanted to blame him for, um, because we live in a fallen world, you know? Um, and, and it's almost like for me, it was even harder because, you know, my, my dad turned the unit on and, and they used a glue that was flammable and different stuff, you know. Um, and I felt like being mad at God was kind of honoring my, my earthly father. And it wasn't. It right. was just hurting me. Yeah. Um, and today, you know, we, we live in a fallen world. There's good and bad at play for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and which one do, do you choose to focus on today is what's important for me. What am I choosing to focus on? The, the hurt and the pain or the freedom uh that God actually has for me and can deliver me from. Amen. Yeah. I, I was just curious, you know, your, your wife, you know, uh, sticking, sticking by you and ultimately giving you that, that ultimatum, right. Um, that, that helped lead to your, to your recovery. What like, what was her, what was her faith like prior to, prior to that time? And then like, how, how has your journey affected her faith 
and and even your daughter yeah, as well. She, yeah, she. So my wife grew up in the church too, and we were high school sweethearts. So she, you know, she knew me um, before, during, and now after uh, my addiction and everything. And I think her faith is the biggest reason that that she didn't quit, that she didn't give up. Yeah. Um, she wanted to. Uh, you know, even some counselors had said, look, he's never going to change. You, you, need, you just need to take those kids and you need to leave. Uh, my son was seven. My daughter was four. Um, and she talked to, uh, you know, she's obviously very, uh, a lot smarter than I am. <laughs> and she, Most she talked are. to, yeah, she talked to some people and, and sought wise counsel. Um, and someone said, you know, you've never tried this. You've never tried long-term treatment. He's never been, you know, to, to where he is now. And don't rush into anything. Don't file for divorce. Just wait and see. And she loves to say that someone told her, you know, what what if he becomes the man that you've always wanted him to be? Yeah. And, and he does that there, and you end up leaving, you'll regret it. And so she stayed. Mm-hmm. And she stayed and, and gave me another chance. And by the grace of God, um, we're still together today. And my kids are now 18 and 15. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Don't ever let her go, man. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. It kind of <laughs> gets a little, gets a little personal, but yeah. it, it know, does, man. I just it, love hearing it, the yeah. stories though. You know, today's, today's day and age, like it's just couples take the easy way out. Right. And just, just abandon each other. And when times yeah. get tough, so kudos to you yep. to your wife for for working through this extremely difficult Thank time you. so yeah those are the emotions that come up man it's just it's just gratitude yeah you know just just grateful yeah for sure yeah oh well praise god for that man and and then you know you've got you got all that history and you came through it and uh when yep. did and now you're giving back so when did you start your ministry this crossroads recovery ministry when did you start it so I came home from No Longer Bound in, in December of 2013, and that next summer, next year of 2014, um, I just worked and took care of my family and kind of reintegrated back into their life and everything. And then 2015 um, is when I decided to, uh, you know, I, I was really struggling after I got home because I'd been away for almost a year. Um, I had changed so much, but, you know, your, your family and your loved ones and everybody else, you know, um, my wife had changed tremendously because I, I'm also fortunate enough to where, you know, my wife didn't just say, hey, you've got a problem, go get help. Yeah. Um, she was actually willing to look at the role that she played into things, too, um, which is amazing. And so when I got home, both of us had healed so much, but the rest of the world of my world had not. And I was really struggling with the idea of what's next. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I talked to some people in Salt Wise Council and I had not, I had quit college when my dad passed away uh, to run, to get state license and run that company. So one of the things that I wanted to do was finish a degree that I had started years ago um, to graduate from college and God put on my heart just to start something similar to or like No Longer Bound, like the mm-hmm. program that I had been through to help hurting men find freedom, to show men that it's possible because I, I never thought it was possible for me. Yeah. And now that I've experienced it and realized it is, it's almost like I got to tell somebody. Yeah, I got to figure out what to do with this. And so 
we started Crossroads in, um, I believe it was established in October of 2017. Um, uh, is Crossroads Recovery Ministries was established. Nice. So, yeah. Nice. Tell us about the ministry. You know, what, what, what are the nuts and bolts? How does it work? Yeah, so, uh, you know, I'm one of those guys, too, where I could do well inside of a program. Um, once I got out of a program, oftentimes I would fall flat on my face. So one of the things that I wanted to do in starting a program was to figure out how do I help men walk this thing out, like in the real world, yeah. not just inside the bubble of a program, but yeah. how, do, how do we carry it with us? Yeah. Um, so I went, but at the same time, I didn't want to reinvent the wheel, so to speak. So mm-hmm. I went to other programs here in middle Georgia and talked to them to see who's offering what, who's doing what. Well, nobody was really doing what God had put on my heart to do, which mm-hmm. is help men who have been through a program, who had had some periods of sobriety, who really needed structure and accountability in their life to to not just stay clean and sober, but to also just learn how to be men of character and integrity um, and, and have a Christ-like faith and walk. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we're doing all of those things, guess what we're not doing? We're not doing drugs and alcohol. Right, we're not right. you know, failing drug tests like we did for so long. So that's how Crossroads was really established and what I decided to do. And the nuts and bolts of it is, you know, we, we started with one man who came in who actually went through No Longer Bound with me and was struggling afterwards and called me. And he well, he came in and I started helping him, taking him to meetings and going to the gym to work out and um, AA meetings and stuff. And then we got another guy in and we went from a extended stay to a little two-bedroom apartment to a three-bedroom house to where we are now with a couple of houses and somewhere around 18 guys um, that live in both houses. Um and there is structure to feet on the floor at six. You make your bed. You do a morning devotion and journal. And then during the day, um, we work. We either teach trade skills or get jobs within you know their industries or wherever they can you know are comfortable working in. And then we do classes and meetings and structure and schedule at night. Nice, so, nice. And yeah, are you and su- supported by donations? Is that how it works? We are. Yep. We're a 501c3 supported by donations. Um, our men do pay when, when they come in and, and start working and get jobs and stuff and they have to pay weekly. Um, and we provide, you know, food and housing and all of that stuff for them. So it's a combination of local donations and what the men pay to be in the program. All right. So. If somebody wants to donate, uh, how would they do it? Yeah, they'd go to our website. It's www.crossroadsrecovery.org. Um, and, you can go there and donate, or we've also got uh, Denmo is Crossroads Recovery Ministries and stuff. Um, we can go on to to donate to it because we are fully <clears throat> um, funded that way between that and what the men bring in. And we're a minimum of a six-month program, so guys have to live here and be here for a minimum of six months. But we also offer another six months um, to a year of guys that can kind of transition from the transition so to speak right um you know the, yeah. the first the first six months you're working during the day and have a stru- real strict structure um after that it kind of loosens um but you know god just put on my heart to have a community of recovery mm-hmm. um you know people kind of know where to go for the bad stuff right like if, if somebody's slipping up or doing something we know what areas to go to well um why can't we have the opposite of that can't we have something where it's like Hey, if you can get over there where those guys are, if you can get in that area, they've got something good going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what Crossroads does. Very right. nice. Very nice. Um, 
so you're still you you started that ministry and um yes. then in 2018 you got involved with F3 uh so tell us what kind of uh what kind of physical condition were you in when you when you first posted were you in reasonable condition <laughs> or what was that first workout like well you know I had gained a lot of weight um you know I'm just one of those guys also that had the you know the, the up and down weight gain and loss and stuff since college and, and getting clean and everything and during that time I was lifting weights regularly uh, but it was to see how strong I could get in the gym you know kind of beefy just go lift some weight and pump some iron um when uh, Roll Tide, Red Evans, uh, came to me and said that he was going to start something here, a men's workout group called F3. Um, and honestly, man, I didn't know anything about it. I didn't look it up. I just said, okay. Um, but I knew Rhett had met him, and he said, well, I'm going to meet some guys who are going to work out Saturday morning at 7. I was like, man, 7 o'clock is kind of early on Saturday. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I usually slept till nine, eight, nine o'clock at least. Um, and the so the first week that they did it, um, I didn't go because I wasn't up. I slept. Um, just so happened that the second week, uh, I was wide awake at like five o'clock and had it on my mind. And six o'clock came, and I was like, you know, I might as well ride out there and see what Rhett's talking about. This this workout thing is, and I pull up, and the first thing I get there right at six o'clock, you know, it had just started at seven. I mean, it just started. And I heard, uh, Rhett said, roll tide said, let's mosey. I'm like, Oh, okay. So I start jogging. <laughs> um, but not knowing like how far they're going to mosey. Right. I didn't know if they're going to mosey 10 miles or, you know, like well, where are they going to stop at? So, um, I start moseying and then I top the hill and I'm the last one. I'm having to stop and walk and guys are circled up. It was kind of a pearls on a string type workout. Um, Mosey for a little bit and then circle up and do push-ups, jumping jacks, you know, different stuff. And so every time I'd get there, I was the last one and I'd have to walk. And, you know, it just, it really, it it worked on my pride. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, it, it, and I was so angry, to be honest with you, after that first workout, I was pissed at, I, I, I said I was mad at Rhett, but inside I knew the only person I was mad at was me. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew that I was angry that I had let myself get in that shape physically or that out of shape <laughs> physically. And um, when they circled up at the end, that's when I was mad. And I said, well, it was nice to meet y'all for the first and last time. So they called me one hit wonder, probably mm-hmm. fully thinking that I would never be back. Right. Um but I got home and my wife asked me, how was it? And the first thing I did was pull out a piece of paper and like drew the workout out and showed her mm-hmm. what all we did. And something inside of me just knew that it was something that I needed. Yeah. Um, I knew that it was something that was missing in my life. You know, I had men around me. Crossroads was starting to grow and gain some traction and stuff. But I, I it had the, the locker room feel, the right. buddies, yep. the end that I needed in my life that was different than any Bible studies I had tried to do and stuff. And so I knew that it was really something that I needed. And I also knew I could get better at it. Yeah. So I kept going. Nice. Awesome. I was going to ask if you went right back or whether you had a little break till you finally yeah. decided to go to the second post, but it sounds like you went right back. I did, man. I went right back. Um, you know, like I've seen a lot of guys do who have come and gone here over the years um i started going back and then i started having like knee trouble or something like that you know and yeah, i backed yeah. away for a little bit um once my knee straightened out for me i'm fortunate enough where it was just like you know my shoes rolled i needed to get another pair of shoes yeah. and i didn't know that 
And when I went back, um, man, it was all in. Yeah. I haven't missed any since. Sweet. So, That's awesome. Yeah. What a story, huh? It is, yeah, absolutely. This is awesome. So how did it, it's, it's, you it's, know, One thing I was going to note is it's interesting. We've heard a lot yeah. of stories of guys getting involved in F3 and then starting. Yeah. You know, facilities like this or right. similar types of programs. Your story is interesting that you already you already had the program going and then found F three. So it's kind of mm-hmm. yeah, op- opposite of what we've heard uh, yeah, by several other folks who've had on the podcast. It ties in so well for me because you know, be, being these guys feed on the floor at six o'clock. They have to journal every morning, and I do. I lead a devotion at, at six forty five. Well, if I roll out of bed and and come over here and and drink a cup of coffee and then go lead the devotion, that's one thing. But when I started doing F three and realized, man, five, you know, 15 to six o'clock. And then I come over here and do it. I'm so much, I'm better prepared for the day. I mean, it, it makes me more alert here for these guys and practicing the discipline. And it just, it really hit at the right time. And as I've, I tell people all the time too, one of the things that I love about F3 is, you know, other workout groups or programs or different things, you know, you can see people change physically and look better and stuff. But my experience with F3 is that the, the more men do it, if they're really buying in and they're a part of the brotherhood and they're entrenched in it, well, they're also, they're not just changing physically. They're changing spiritually, mentally, and emotionally too. Right, um, yeah. And they're getting better in so many areas of their life. And it's just, it's filtered into crossroads and to these guys that I lead um, and, I think it's really undeniable how much it is. It has helped me in my life. Yeah, and we hear that all the time, and that's been my experience. And I'm sure that's you would say the yeah, same thing. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's it's amazing how getting outside in the in the whatever weather conditions early in the morning, working out with the guys, it's amazing all the stuff that that does for you. Besides yeah. just getting you more physically fit, it's incredible how it boosts your immune system, it boosts your mood, and your emotions get better, your relationships get better because of that. You're mentally more tough, and so you can handle things that come down the pike uh, better than you could in the past. And you develop confidence and more boldness in your faith when you're walking along other guys who are you know bold in their faith. Keep and, going, keep uh, going. Yeah, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And for me, it's also you know if I walk by the trash can and it's full, or I see the dishes in the sink, like I'm I'm way more apt to wash them now or to take the trash out because right. if I get up at five fifteen and work out in the cold, like I, I can take this trash out too, right? I don't just push it down and think somebody else is going to do it. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, yeah. It just it's helped me in so many areas of my life. Yeah. Awesome, so, man. So now, have you involved F three in any way with the the men in the recovery? Oh yeah, yeah. We started. Uh, we have uh, it's an AO here. The AO we called it about face. Um, nice to to turn and head the other way. And uh, these guys come out and you know, we uh, Wednesday morning is a beat down and Friday morning is a, a regular ruck. Um, and these guys are you know I don't um, I don't you know they they just see me live it out. I don't really you know tell them hey you got to get up and go. They just know that it's offered. Um, and, and several come out and do it and try it and stick with it and love it. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the hardest things for me, though, when it comes to F3 and balancing it with the ministry is guys not coming out to a workout or wanting to come out to a workout just to impress me. Yeah. Um, and, and instead of like for the right reasons, you know, it's like, it's like I tell guys here all the time, you know, because you're trying to, if you, you know, the guy that finishes first may not be working as hard as the six. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why we circle back and pick up the six. And these guys oftentimes come out and think that 
they're trying to do it to impress me. But if they keep coming, they realize um, what it's all about. Yeah. And and I love seeing it. Amen, but, brother. Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. So it's a big part of what we do. Yeah. So, so now I'm guessing that um, if you were to pick a favorite type of workout to do, it's probably lifting and carrying heavy things based on your weight training beforehand. Is that true? That's right. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I'm, uh, you know, the, the, the iron pack challenges and all that stuff. I love the coupons and, and you know, <laughs> um, how many times we can lift them and go across the field and back. Um, over the last year, I probably started running more than I've ever ran. Um, just because of that, the competitive side of me knew, you know, that, that that stuff was coming as well. And so just to work on cardio endurance and, mm -hmm. and everything also, but I, I still love the weights. That's, that's my favorite <laughs> workout. Yeah. yeah, I can tell. So, um, the, uh, how did you guys get through the pandemic? Cause you started in 2018 yet. That means you, you were part of F3 before and after the pandemic. How'd you guys get through that? We ended up doing, um, a lot of, a lot of, uh, zoom, yeah. you know, workouts and calls and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, where we would just, you know, post stuff and, or get on there together and, and get through it. I actually had, I got COVID, uh, September 11th of 2020. Um, and man, I, I was actually in, in like the ICU. Were you really? Um, oh. Yeah, for like five days. Um, really, think you know, it was pretty scary because I had gone from working out and being healthy and doing the things that I'd been doing for a few years to now, you know, I can't breathe, and uh, it was very hard for me mentally. The pandemic was because for the first time since No Longer Bound, when I had gotten clean, I found myself struggling mentally because it's almost like for me everything that i was using to stay clean so mm. to speak um it's taken away you know i i yeah it was taken away yeah. yeah you know i'd gotten part of my my freedom that i found was to to let god be enough in my life right mm. like it doesn't matter if, if if you know my my life was restored and my my wife stayed but not before it took 107 days of no contact or no nothing where I thought she was gone. Yeah. yeah. I thought she had left, you know, I couldn't call her or write a letter and I had to surrender and let God be enough in my life. And I learned how to do that there. But then as we lit, you know, once I got out of that program and started living, well now it's like, well, I make money and I work and I run a program and now I'm doing F three and I'm starting to get some of my value and my worth from, those things yep. yeah and kind of start to ease god out a little bit and during the pandemic when i when i got covid and was sick i realized like man god's still enough yeah mm -hmm. he is still enough and and i you know, I, found, I found myself not able to work not able to work out not able to do the thing you know even go to church you know all of those things that that i was using as a reason to stay clean um i had to just surrender again and mm -hmm. and let the Lord be enough in my life. Um, and like most things, I'm hard-headed and learn lessons the hard way. And, um, <laughs> mm. He taught me another one during the pandemic, for sure. Yeah. Amen. Uh, that's, a, that's a great testimony because, yeah. uh, you know, for the men out there, you can't find your purpose or your salvation or your hope in your wife. Uh, you, can't find exactly. it in, you can't find it in other men. You can't find it in your daddy. Nope. Your job. You can't find it in your job. The stuff that you own. Right. Yeah. You have to find it yeah, in be, Jesus first. And, and that's exactly right. And I, he's I, enough. Crossroads word is, um, is we don't get our laws met, L-A-W-S, which is love, acceptance, worth, and security. 
nothing will meet that but God. Right. Um, we try to get our laws met from the things this world has to offer, right? Like what other people think about us, how much money I can make, who likes me, how mm-hmm. accepted am I? Um, when at the end of the day, the world will let you down and, yeah. and people will fail you. Um, God is the only one um, that, that can meet my laws. And so I get my love, acceptance, worth, and security from God today. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's a huge lesson that I learned, and that's what we teach here at Crossroads. Um, and we were able to survive during the pandemic, too. The ministry did. It was a struggle, um, ups and downs and everything. But overall, we pulled through. And I think one of the biggest things for F3 making during that also was just like, the, the challenges and stuff that we did during it, like, you know, hey, let's let's meet this many times or let's do this. We had, like, little challenges during it that kind of kept us engaged mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, so, awesome, man. That's something we still do today, the, the, the daily challenges to push each other. Yeah, so, cool. That's yeah. great. That's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, uh, we, we we launched during the pandemic. Our, we, we launched our region in May of really? 2020. Yeah. yeah. We sort of, we, we, we started off by Zoom stuff because yeah. we were going to launch, we were getting ready, and all of a sudden the pandemic hit. And so we started off, it wasn't Zoom. It was more like I sent out the workout. I planted the shovel flag. So I'd send out the workout, and then we would do it at home and videotape ourselves and send it to each other, that kind of thing. But send the it. first time we got to meet together outside uh, was in May of 2020. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was yeah. an interesting time, wasn't it? Definitely. Hopefully yeah, we sure. never go back. Right, yeah. <laughs> so are you uh, are you doing the MABA challenge, uh, average 100 burpees a day for January? No, I am not. Um, and I actually, uh, we did a little challenge at the end of December um, that was something similar to that. And, and I backed out of that challenge is probably the first one in a very long time that I backed out of because I'm, I'm one of those guys where saying no is harder than saying yes uh-huh. <laughs> for me. And uh, and I backed out of that one because I, I wasn't feeling too well physically and stuff. Um, but I, I have not joined the, the MABA challenge All right. yet. So. That's that's okay, man. <laughs> you're, you, know, you, you had a 400 post. I think you're doing just fine. <laughs> yeah. <about> yeah. <laughs> you know, that's some of the guys are enjoying actually being ahead of me for a change because I um I, I was out of town for the first and everything and got yeah. back in a little bit late so I posted for the second time uh-huh. this morning so they uh-huh. they can they're beating me while they can. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well we had our our packs who had the most posts this year was what was a hundred and how many? Uh, one seventy six, one seventy eight, or something. I like thought, that. yeah, yeah. I, I thought there was an eight in there, so like one seventy eight. That's I think a, it was one seventy eight. <laughs> but we yeah. have one. Uh, beat down a day, six days a week. So we don't have multiple beat downs in one day and, you know, that kind of thing. Yep. So, um, yeah. <clears throat> anyway, so. Di- dial up for the first and time ever, finished second for the year, right? Yeah. Or were you Mater. two behind? Mater got me. No, I was 20 behind. 20 behind. Yeah. I, I just had, had a so rough year, missed. Yeah, but you know what? Mater didn't do a GTE. That is true. <laughs> That's true. Slacker. But I'm busting on him to do one this year. I know. I know. Hopefully He's get him out. Go. Him, Aquaman. I've, I've been I've been poking. Yeah. Poking and prodding. The dates are out there. We'll see if any other additional dates get get posted. But all right. Yeah, Mater, you're I going down this do year, though. I'm not. I'm going to take the reins back this year, Mater. <laughs> so I'm already one ahead because you didn't show up this morning. So. <laughs> yeah. I love I love the GTEs, man. Um, you know, I just I think there's so much in, so much learning that comes from them and stuff like that too. Yeah. Um, were, were you at Cape? I'm a huge fan. Were you at Cape Fear? 
No, okay. I wasn't. Um, I, I wanted to try to do – I wanted to try to get three in this year, but I got two in. Um, I did Cherokee and uh, Tybee um, were the two that I ended up doing. Um, and I've done two at Cherokee. Uh, my first one was up there years ago. Um, and then I did uh, uh, the Me- Mecca in uh, Metro, I think, 24 was it. Grow up, um, ETE 24. Yeah. All right, cool. and each one of them's different, man. You, know, I just I've learned something in each one. You go from where I, I try to prove something to myself to then trying to look around and see who else is involved and actually getting to to know everyone. And mm-hmm. um, you know, like like Bloodhound says too, you just you're making your pool deeper, man. Yeah. Um, you know, because that to go back to kind of what we hit on in the beginning and stuff, you know, of me punishing myself or being a right. for punishment and stuff, um, which, which I am and can be for sure. But you know, when, when you've been through, uh, the fire, so to speak, and the things that I've been through and knowing how hard it was to, to stay clean and to get clean and you're constantly letting your family down and you're lying to everyone and you're covering things up and you're, you're being dishonest and, today man to be able to hold my head up and look people in the eye and tell the truth and and live a life um that is god honoring and and sober um then i can get up and go to a workout uh that's not nearly as hard as what i carried all the time and i love it and i'm grateful for for f3 um and the time that it came along in my life to allow me to do that amen so. yeah all right well dial if you got any other questions before we give them the Final no. couple. No, the only thing I was going to ask him is, is: Have you have you found a grow ruck that you don't have to carry the logs yet? Uh, <laughs> it was the running one in New Orleans. Could have gotten, yeah, yeah, that was the only option. I feel like it took two is months to my. I can still feel it. I think in my shoulder, like my, <laughs> it's it's the hook, kind of the hook motion. You have to make kind of the hold it right onto your shoulder. Mm-hmm. I think it's taken two months for my shoulder to recover and start <laughs> to feel normal again. I, I just I'm yep. not I wasn't comfortable with the log on my left side, so I know eighty percent of the time I had yeah. it on my right shoulder. Yeah, and yeah, it, yeah it kind of funkied it up for a little while, kind of but cricking your neck, right? You're cricking your neck where you got a oh, wedge yeah. on your pack. Yeah, so, mm-hmm. yeah. I think you should uh, <laughs> next time wear a hoodie so you can swing the hood hood over a little cushion. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. and uh, we yeah. should make a log for our. Uh, our uh, AO and uh, just practice. practice carrying a log. Yeah, around. I just yeah. need to desensitize myself yeah. to the log. Yeah, I think, I think that does bad things to your cervical spine, though. So be careful. Yeah, I I think yeah. you should. If you measured your height, I think you're probably at least an inch shorter. shorter at the end of a grow rock. Impressed. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Well, we got uh, two more questions for you. We ask these of all our guests. So the first one is, if you were to pick somebody from the distant past, the present, whatever that you would say is your inspiration or your hero or whatever, who would that be? Uh, I'd say my dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would definitely say my dad was my hero. Um, he set an example for me and what it was like to be selfless and to put your family first and to take care of them. And for a long time, I was so angry and hard hearted and hurt that I did not do that. And today, um, I don't get it right every day, but I'm a whole lot better at it than I used to be. All right. Yeah. Man. Yeah, nice. All right. Well, the last question is, this is your chance to speak to the men of America. What's your message for the men of America? I'd say my message to the men of America would be to, to, to step up and be men, um, 
to start leading their families well, to quit um, taking a back seat, uh, to, to be disciplined, um, to do what they know they need to do, even when you don't feel like it, mm-hmm. um, and to get out and try F3. If you haven't, um, give it a shot. Um, if you have, keep doing it. And um, to be men of character and integrity, to let our yes be yes, and our no be no, yeah. and to be fully known, not not to act a certain way around certain people and then mm-hmm. different around other people, but to be fully known, and F3 and the circle of trust and the things that we do there is one of the things that has helped me with that as well, because you are loved and accepted and we're created just the way you are, um, and to let somebody know what's really going on. Yeah, amen, man. Just be men, yep. men of integrity. Be yeah. men. Exactly. And, and, and what a man looks like is different, right? I mean, it's not the toughest and the baddest and the strongest and all that stuff. It's just, you know, somebody that's open and honest and of character and integrity. You got it. Yeah. Um, and takes, the, takes care of his responsibilities. That's yeah. right. Exactly. All right. That exactly. was a great message, man. Thank you so much. You know, um, yeah, man. dial up. I think we just spoke to another high impact man. No doubt we did. Yeah. Um, one hit. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for sharing your story. Yeah, we 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 prayed at the before we went on the air. You know that this would be you know an episode that would uh, your words would come through clear for men to hear, be inspired, encouraged, uh, motivated. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think the men that listen to this are going to be inspired, motivated, and encouraged uh, by your story and your testimony that you shared today. So thanks, thanks for coming on, brother. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm, I'm, Ditto. I'm and I, for the I'm humbled by what you do. Yeah, I really am. And I thank you so much thank for being open and honest with your story today. And I know it's going to impact other guys. So, and a big shout out to Rep Sleepy for once again recommending another high impact man to yep. us. So, Rep, I think Rep, we got to get you on the show because <laughs> I mean, you just keep sending us guys. Maybe we just have you on, brother. He's going after a referral bonus. Yeah, I know that we don't have one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and, and as Dial Up said earlier, yeah, if anybody out there, if, including you, one hit, you ever want to come back? You got something you want to come back and share? Whatever, just contact us, man. You know, we're, uh, we're, yeah. we're willing and able to, to help any guy out there that needs uh, to uh, share something, something cool that he's doing, something that's impacted others, something impacted his life. Uh, so, uh, yeah, get a hold of us, man. Come to the High Impact, man. Yeah, hope podcast. we hope we cross paths someday. Yeah, brother. Yeah. Well, th- thank you all for doing this, guys. Um, it's a great podcast, and, and we appreciate the opportunity. I've um, been love listening. So thank you all for it's doing what honor. you do. It's right, an man. honor. Give thank Roll you. Tide a big hug for us. Will do. All right, brother. Will do. God bless you. All right. Take care, brother. God bless. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. I would like to thank our guests for joining us and sharing their story of becoming a high-impact man. More information and resources can be found at highimpactman.com. If you like this podcast, please consider following us on our social media pages or email us at him at highimpactman.com. That is H-I-M at highimpactman.com. The High Impact Man podcast has a new episode every week, and you can find them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcast platforms. Have a great week, everyone.